G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, over the years, we have taken some special care to bring some updates from time to time on developments in the African war-torn region of the Nuba Mountains in Sudan. Now, it's significant because a hundred years ago, Australian missionaries took the gospel to the Nuba people and their work was amazingly successful to the point where the Nuba people became largely a Christian people. It's significant also because persecution developed at the hands of Islamists in more recent years. Ryan Boyette is founder and CEO of a Christ-centred organisation called To Move Mountains, working to help build an education system that celebrates the culture and the languages of the Nuba people and gives every Nuba child an opportunity to learn. Ryan is joining us. Ryan, welcome along to 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. I appreciate you having me. Ryan, we're talking from the United States, but you've only just arrived back from Sudan. Uh, Give us some insight here, geography-wise, so so listeners know where you work and uh, what's happening there this time of year. Sure. Um, So I live and work in the Nuba Mountains, which is located uh, in Sudan. Um, While the people of the Nuba kind of fought in the civil war on the side of the south, Um, When the country split into two and South Sudan became its own country, um, the Nuba Mountains still remained in Sudan, and it's in the southern part of Sudan, um, but not located in South Sudan. And the people, no doubt, given they've been a part of that war between the North and South, or civil war even within the Sudanese peoples, uh, no doubt it's a pretty desperate situation for a lot of people. That's right. The country has been, uh, especially that region, has been in war for decades and decades. And even when South Sudan split, um, this region of Sudan and Nuba um, immediately saw war again. Uh, the government, which is uh, very strongly uh, an Islamic government, uh, declared a jihad against the, the people in the region, and uh, they continued attacking them. Uh, my wife and I, my wife is actually from the Nuba Mountains, and uh, I had been living there at the time uh, for eight uh, years, and in 2011, uh, the war started once again uh, after a window of peace. Um, there was aerial bombardment. There was uh, shelling from the from the Sudan government. Um, there was uh, villages being burned down, churches, schools uh, being destroyed, um, and we were living there at that time. And that that conflict had lasted for about uh, eight years. Um, then, from that eight years, now there's been a time within that region that the the fighting has stopped, but it, we call it no war, no peace. So there hasn't been any peace that has been signed. So things are kind of questioned and up in the air um, while the whole country kind of has turmoil right now uh, in the center of the country. So it's kind of uh, 
you know, we're trying to see what is going to happen and we're just um, being faithful to Christ and, and the mission that he has us doing there. Ryan, I mentioned in the introduction the Australian connection to that mission endeavour amongst the Nuba people, and that goes back a hundred years. What's your understanding of the history? Yes, so um, the early missionaries came from Australia, from Sudan United Mission, and they were uh, a multi-denominational mission in which uh, was started, like you said, a hundred years ago. The church uh, that they established is called Sudanese Church of Christ, um, and it was established uh, within Nuba, and the Nuba people started running it when the missionaries had to get kicked out. Um, but what is fascinating, the, the missionaries did such an amazing job building up the leaders of the churches in Nuba for the many years that they were there, that when they were, were kicked out, um, there was a handful of churches, but over that time of conflict, the church grew tremendously. Um, right now in, in the entire country of Sudan, the majority of all the Christians are located within this area. Um, but, but, Neil, that is to say... The Nuba Mountains is probably still 70% Muslim, but the highest number of Christians live in that region of the country. And at this stage, right now as we're speaking, Ryan, is, you mentioned no war, no peace, so there is a certain sense of relative safety? Yeah, right now, um, basically what's going on in the whole country is that uh, very, very briefly, is the military has tried to do a coup recently. And so they are, they are conducting that coup currently. Um, because that coup is taking place in the center in Khartoum, they're not looking at the peripheries and it's not the major concern in places like the Nuba Mountains. So um, even though the country is in a lot of turmoil, the region of Nuba is relatively peaceful right now. You've been working there with the Nuba people for the past 15 years and you can give us some insight here, Ryan, about the sort of mission endeavour you're involved in because there's an education focused. That's right, Neil. So to give you a little bit of context about how I started there, I, um, I actually started working with Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham's organisation in the Nuba Mountains. Then when the conflict started, at that time, Samaritan's Purse had to evacuate. But my wife and I prayed and made the decision to stay in Nuba. Um, we knew that the conflict was going to start and no one would see what was happening. So then for a number of years, I took on the responsibility with a team of Nuba people to report on the conflict. So I would uh, go around with a team of Sudanese journalists going to the front lines and reporting on what took place. Um, and something always became very clear to me that the people wanted, you know, these are people that have been in war for, for decades and have said every time I meet with someone, whether it's in the caves where they are displaced or a village has been burned down. And when I'm talking to them, I, I kept asking, what, what is your major need? And they kept saying education. And this is Christians, Muslims, different time, types of people from different tribes, from Nuba all saying they want education. And I found that surprising because these are areas where people are even starving. And so uh, they kept saying education is what um, would keep us out of our oppression or, or keep us out of conflict. And I thought that was a, a kind of a beautiful representation of how we, um, as people in the world, you know, as we get closer and gain in our knowledge of Christ, um, we, uh, we, get, we get the freedom of, from our sin. 
Uh, we get freedom from the oppressions of sin and of, and of Satan. And, and that is how I made this connection. And I, and I, uh, my wife and I talked and, and we decided to start to move mountains, which that is our focus to provide education for, uh, the people of the new mountains. And we're working with the people to create their own education system that meets their needs. And alongside of that, um, we say we are, we are doing this out of love. And uh, next to that, we say, and we also want to tell people about Christ. Wonderful aspirations, education, and the outcomes that you're anticipating. And I've picked this up from your website. You're wanting to improve livelihoods. You want them to be able to undertake their own governance in a better way. And uh, and then you want to improve social capital. So all of the things that come along with education are going to benefit the nation for their future. That's right. We, um, we're, we're really building this education system together with the Nuba people. So, uh, for instance, when I was there, uh, just, uh, I, I just came back to the U.S. a few days ago from, from Nuba, and we had a workshop. And this workshop was building upon work that we've been doing for the past three years, and we're talking about their history and the social studies and the geography of their area. They've never had any of that in their own education system in, in the past. And so everyone was very excited to talk about, oh, how can we, how can we talk about our history and our heroes from our land and our, and our people? Um, and how can we learn about the mountains and the rivers and the, and, and the valleys and how that um, incorporates into uh, who we are as a people? Um, so we really want the people of Nuba to see this as their own curriculum, their own ed- education system. And then we've been training uh, 25 teachers along, along new kind of, teaching methods that we believe will work very well with the culture. Um, and then we have, um, praise God, we got our first uh, bit of land and a school that we'll be taking over and we'll be building the first school um, for to move mountains. And we'll be implementing all of this work that we've been doing for the past uh, few years. Working hand in hand with the Sudanese government to improve education curriculum. And, and they're, they're open to that, Ryan? Well, let me let me explain a bit more. Sorry, I, I I may have made that a bit confusing because where the Nuba Mountains is, well, let me just say this, Neil. For for lack of a better term, the Nuba Mountains is somewhat autonomous. So they they have their own local government. They have a governor and commissioners and a ministry of water and a ministry of education that is completely separate from the central government. And they have done this throughout their own initiative. They said, we're not going to be governed by a group of people that have been oppressing us for so long and bombing us and killing us. So they made this government themselves. And so we are working with the Nuba, um, the Nuba People's Secretariat of Education. And that is in his team of people um, to help develop this new education system. And they are very happy about this work and they've been very engaged with it from the beginning. It's a wonderful initiative and wonderful work you're doing there, Ryan. For Australian listeners who can appreciate just the profound significance of Australian missionaries taking the gospel to the Nuba Mountains 100 years ago, how can Aussies engage with the good work you're doing, Ryan? I appreciate that, yes. Um, well, one thing they can do is check out us on social media and follow us to see the work we're doing, and, and then they know how to pray for the work. So the, the listeners can follow us at to move MTNS. that's T-O-M-O-V-E, 
MTNS on all our social media to know how to pray for our work and see how we're doing. And then if they would like to read more and even support our work, they can go to tomovemountain.org and they can read more about what we're doing um, and see ways to support us from there. No doubt if I point people to tomovemountains.org, they'll be able to connect with you on all of those other areas of social media. But Ryan Boyette is the founder and the CEO of the Christ-centered organization called To Move Mountains. That website is tomovemountains.org. Ryan, just wonderful getting your update and uh, God's richest blessing on all the good work you're doing. Thanks so much for sharing these things with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.